Listener Production. If you dropped your change in a tip jar, but the barista didn't see it, did it really happen? Whoa. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. So producer Bron slides into the DMs yesterday. A couple of pictures from uh, Instagram of some party held by the cast of H2O that would have been back 14 years ago, probably 2008. H2O just had water, the TV series that you were in. Yeah, well, obviously I wasn't in it enough to get invited to this party that she was she was sending me photos. She's like, hey, Matt, were you invited to this party? No, I wasn't, Bron. Thanks for reminding me. What were the photos of, Bron? It was, it was just the cast of H2O looking like they're having a really well, fun time. Well, not all the cast, was it? It was a some cast. How many episodes were you in? I was in about four, five. Out of? Oh, three seasons. Look, I didn't mm. come in until season number two, but... Anyways, look, we, we are diving back into the archives of uh, my sometimes fleeting career uh, when it comes to being on stage and screen. Um, having a little look back on a movie called House of Wax, Alex Dyson. Yeah, we got a message about it. You put up an Instagram across the week. Someone texted with some very interesting information. So we're going to get into that very soon. Uh, we've got some good news for people who are sick of eating carrots all day, every day. Try and get that sweet, sweet see in the dark action. We've got an easier way coming up. A good friend of the show, Ray Johnson, is going to tell us a little bit about that. And Matt, you love a bit of UK grime. Okay, a bit of those grimy hip hop beats. Do I ever? And um, grew, grew up on, uh, grew up. I mean, I grew up on some Mike Skinner. I actually just released a new album, The Dark of the Shadow, The Bright of the Light. Really? Under his new side project, yeah. He's got the streets and he's got the side project, the brighter the shadow, of the, du- the darker the shadow, of the brighter the light. Yep. And he just released a new album last week, so I was given that. Did you get a? Years. Did you get invited to the album launch? <laughs> Do you know what? I have I have slid into that man's DMs more than most. I'll tell you that much, and you rarely a reply. Mike, why did I get invited to the album launch? And all Mike has to say is blame me, blame me, blame me. No invite to me. <laughs> all right. Come on, let's get this show started. It's a big one. It's a Friday. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, it's been a big week, particularly for the English. Uh, so many memes and celebrations that England was beating Germany in the soccer. So much so that, bro, let's bring you back in. You were very confused this week at that celebration. Well, I just, I thought England won this whole... I've heard that this cup was going on or whatever it is. My boyfriend's been getting up really early to watch it as well. I thought it was all over because yep. of all this stuff I've been saying about England, only to find out in our meeting that it's still going. I yeah, it was just the... What was it, the quarterfinals, Matt? No, it wasn't even that. It was the round of 16. They just. <laughs> I mean, it was a big game, though, you know. It's beating Germany, who are an extremely good team, often winning World Cups. Um, yeah, I don't blame England for being very excited. And I saw a lot of action on my Twitter. I mean, I personally, I'm, I'm going to get on board the England train, I think. Um, you know, my sister's partner is French. I was going for them until ugh, that whole uh, yeah, dropout during the week. Sacre bleu. I think England is going to be my bet. Who are you going to go for, Alex Dyson? Because looking at the head at the weekend. Um, yeah. I mean, this is annoying because Eurovision has let Australia in. Why can't the Euro soccer <laughs> let Australia in as a little guest performer in there? So it's a bit annoying. You do have to pick someone. I probably would have gone for France, but who else have we got left? I saw Will Ferrell posted, because his partner's Swedish, he posted a Go Sweden 
um, video this but week. They but lost. They're gone. Belgium versus Italy, Czech Republic, Denmark, Ukraine. Oh, Ukraine. Maybe I'll jump on the Ukraine. Yeah, let's do it. Are you really going to go Ukraine? Yeah, I'll go for Ukraine against England in the semis. Oh, you know that's what people say to you on on bloody Sunday morning after the game when England beats you. They'll be like, are you, oh, are you crying, mate? Are you crying, mate? <laughs> you crying. Are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a Friday. All right. And you wonder why I don't get invited to after parties. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I do love a chicken Kiev. So if Ukraine grows all the way, I'll be eating one of those to celebrate. Can I say, I would love to wake up at 5am to watch games, but I have forever been scarred by the 2010 South Africa World Cup. The Vuvuzela World Cup. I still get so angry thinking about Ghana in the quarterfinals. In the Luis last Suarez. Min- oh, don't, don't, don't even mention his name. Honestly, I'll just be, I'll yeah. be enjoying my day and then I will just be filled with this absolute rage of yeah. injustice because of Luis Suarez handballing that that ball on the line in the last moments of the game. It was a deliberate handball, which it would have gone through for a goal. Garner had kicked it. It was at the end of the game. So Louis Suarez gets a red card because you're not allowed to deliberately handball it to stop it going at the goals. Red card sent off, kicks, gets a penalty, but they miss the penalty. Penalty hits the crossbar. Asimov Gian, who's been on fire all, all tournament. Ah! <laughs> All right, we'll, I still think about it, man. We'll move on from that because the celebrations in England, it's as if they've won the whole thing, so much so that uh, our good mate Stormzy, I want to say a good mate, a man who's never heard of us. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, a man who I have who I have quoted many times, if not, shut down, um, then I a do skeptor, a lot. are you fool. Oh, whoops, then I do a lot of, uh, no, Stormzy I do, Stormzy I do, um, no, what is it? It's if Bunksy put the vest on me. Right. Right. I, I say that a lot. You ask Belinda, I say that a lot. If Banksy put the vest on me. When well, Banksy put the vest on me. Some people... Felt um, like God was testing me. Got in touch with Stormzy and um, they said, Oi. Poor man, the audacity. Audace are very, very good in the Premier League, actually. Audacity. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of football. Okay. Um, now, look, Friday. Um, Stormzy... Got hit up by some fans like, oi, we're having an after party. If England win, you have to come to this after party, all right? And um, they did, and Stormzy did. Went and part. Imagine yeah, you're partying, Stormzy rocks up at your after party. That's why you've got to just do the Hail Mary, you know? Yeah, exactly. You've just got to put the offer out there. I remember Joyride telling me once that he was uh, DJing once at the, um, I think it was at the casino possibly, and anyway, yep. he just he just sent an email to Chris Gale, West Indian cricketer. Was just like, "Hey man, I'm playing at the casino this this weekend. If you want to come," and he was. And Chris Gale's like, "Okay," and so he did. <laughs> it's worth That's awesome. it's worth throwing the hail mary. Well, I remember at um I believe it was the Triple J one night stand in Dubbo, New South Wales. Some bro into the DMs is like of the Triple J people like, oi, team, after party at my place, Dubbo, let's get it. And so the, the concert wraps up, Flume plays, finishes up, where do we go? It's like, oh, this mate's done it. So me and the doctor and I think someone else go around to this random address. It's so dark. Now <laughs> this back street of Dubbo, we walk up to the door, there's no music playing, wander in. This That's always a bad sign, this, isn't it? This dude's just passed out in bed. And we're, like, <laughs> we're like, well... We came, we left. So he took a photo and sent it to him. It's like, sorry, bro. (laughs) (laughs) 
So well, that was look, a bit of a shame. When uh, when wait, okay. Well, let's what 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 talk pack is that then? Parties, random turn ups. Who's turned up to your party? Yeah, random random party drop ins. Yeah, random party drop ins or party fails. When when's the party not started? Just tell us tales of the after party. <laughs> yeah. We would love to hear about that one. <laughs> I think I told you about the one time I went to see Boo Seeker in London and um, yeah. after the gig, some bro's like, oi, let's go, after party, let's go. We wandered f- literally for about 45 minutes through the streets of London, get to this after party, walk in, there's a man on a couch next to a canoe <laughs> on the ground. And we're like, oh, well, we're off. <laughs> Shout out well, to Boo Seeker. Let us know at matt.n.alex and go England this weekend. Up the Ukraine. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Okay, picture this, Alex Dyson. It's 2004. Mm. I am a wide-eyed 2nd Bachelor of Fine Arts in acting Second student. year? Second year, sorry. First degree. Second, second year, first degree, Bachelor of Fine Arts acting. Okay. Q-U-T. Age? Queensland's... I mean, how many- Premier acting school. How many years off the Oscar are we at this point? Because you know, six years away. <laughs> I'm 19 years old. It's my second year out of high school. Okay, and this was my first step to the academy. Okay. Um, I, well, I, this this film. I get <laughs> called up from my agent at the time. Okay, um, and they they say, look, you've been cast as an extra in House of Wax. Right. Now this was possibly. Big. Sorry, they say. You might be cast as an extra in House of Wax. Okay, you okay, might. Okay, so I say, what, what do we do? Did you you hear the title of the film, House of Wax? Did you know exactly what that meant at the time? Oh, I knew that Paris Hilton was in town, yes. I mean, House of Wax was, a, was big news mm. uh, around the Queensland film scene. A $200 million production. I mean, Paris Hilton, was that was bananas Paris Hilton's simple life years. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was like huge. So, Jared Padalecki from Gilmore Girls, he was in it. Whoa. Alicia Cuthbert, she's in it. From 24. Chad Michael Murray from One Tree Hill. Is that what wow. it's from? Yeah, Anyways. A bigger, b- bigger cast than I remembered. And yes. add to that, potentially, Matt O'Kine. So, we, we meet at Warner Brothers Studios on the Gold Coast, okay? Big group of us. We all jump on a bus. We're driving through the Gold Coast hinterland. For so about, wait, you got the you got the extras part. Well, no, I didn't know. They said, "Look, you're just." We, I didn't know what sort of extras part it was. Okay, I didn't know what scene I was supposed to be in. I just they said, "There's a bus." They were all like, "They're tra- they're trying to find extras for this thing. Jump on this bus and you'll go out to set." Okay, so driving for half an hour through the Gold Coast hinterland. Okay, finally we round a corner, go down into a valley, and there is dead set an entire like small town built in the middle of the Gold Coast hinterland. Okay, you can see that there's a little servo, there's like a, you know, storefront, all that sort of stuff. And um, the crew's having lunch at that stage and we all get off the bus, probably about 20, 25 of us, and this director walks over, Wam Coletsera, okay, walks over, doesn't speak to any of us, okay, speaks to someone that he's standing next to and just starts pointing, all right? Just look at you over like some her, prime cattle. Her, him, him, her, him, right? Points to about eight of us, and old mate Disco gets the gets the finger well and truly, all right? The good type. Okay. The you're it type. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so this is almost like an 
extras sushi train, <laughs> and, and you're going around, and he and takes, and, and you're a premium <laughs> bean curd pancake. I am that. I am that sashimi scampi that uh, usually costs twelve dollars a plate. But um, the the fatty tuna is what I am. And uh, so anyway, then I'm back on the bus. All right, I think I see. Paris Hilton from a distance or her body double. I'm not sure. All right. That was my experience. You just saw a blonde person. Let's be honest. I did see a blonde person, (laughs) yes. But it kind of looked like it could have been Paris Hilton. Anyway, Mm. then we spent a whole day getting masked up. I had to have a straw in my mouth because they cover you completely in putty. Yeah, right. Or in like this stuff. And you have to like hold someone's hand. What he pointed at you for, what he was... Okay, so then what it turns out, they wanted to make wax models of people to put in the big mansion in the movie, the, which then burns down, the house the, of wax. The eponymous house of yeah. wax. So the story being that this man has captured people, turned them into wax figurines, but yep. they're actually still alive. <gasps> Anyways. So, As in their soul is still alive in no, the wax. No, some of them, there's still people inside them, okay, that have been that have been encased alive. Anyway, when we had to make the wax, spoiler alert. So when when I when we had to when we had to actually make the wax figurine, you know, they put a straw in your mouth, and because they have to actually cover your entire body in this like rubber mold, mm. they have to have like a the, the the makeup and prosthetics person has to hold your hand the entire way because you can't move and you're completely mm. covered. Except for this straw. So if anything goes wrong, you can't even, there's no safe word. You can't even say like bananas or whatever to like get out of it. You have to like pump their hand with your hand if you're freaking out because it's quite claustrophobic. Did you have to make a facial expression at all? Or was it like just a neutral, a neutral, kind face? um, I had to, it was a neutral, neutral face, but I had to. Um, be dancing. That was what I am. I am technically dancing man. That's, that's (laughs) who my, that's who my wax figurine was. And they had to recreate like the ringlets in my hair, of which there was lots back then. Thank you very much. Shout out to makeup um, for doing, putting in a lot of work for the curls. Anyway, when they were filming the burning house scene, the actual whole studio burnt down. So we had to do it all again. Wait. All yeah. of the, the wax whole figures were lost. Stage. The entire, <laughs> the actual studio burnt to the ground. And they had to make everyone's wax figurines again. Because in right? part of the plot, spoiler alert again, doesn't the house burn down and everyone the melts? The house burns down in the movie, but not the studio that the house is built in. <laughs> like, that's supposed Which to stay up. Also burnt down. Spoiler Property alert. Property Warner Brothers Studios, Gold Coast. Yes, that was supposed to stay on its feet. Instead, burnt to the ground. But <laughs> I put this story up on my uh, Instagram and, you know, one of the messages that came back was someone who said, uh, it was Ben, who said, man, the only thing more horrifying in this story is the fact that I lost my virginity at the late night screening of this at Campbelltown Cinemas. Oh. So there you go. That's the sort of feedback that I've been getting. Um, but <laughs> One of the good things about physical distancing in cinemas now is, is that sort <laughs> of behaviour. You're not going to hear that lip-smacking sound, are you? <laughs> But <laughs> macaroni in but a pot. Another person at who got Campbelltown Cinemas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The other person who got in touch was Kayla from the Gold Coast. Hello, Kayla. Hi. <laughs> now, sorry that you had to hear that whole history of how I ended up on your property. Can you tell us about your connection to House of Wax? 
I actually haven't seen the movie, but I feel like you spoiled the whole thing for me now. Thank you. Oh, you haven't watched South Park. Neither have I. I Get with it. It's 16 (laughs) years late. Come on. Missing out on a masterpiece. So how are you connected to the movie? Um, Well, I actually grew up on the farm that you guys drove through to get to um, to your set. So we, there were two little farmhouses on that property and we just crew after crew. It'd be so many different movies of film there. And um, yeah, House of Wax was one of them. Because I remember my dad having to go down to the set for God knows what reason. And he came back, he's like, guess what? And like, I was so young, I didn't understand now. But I, um, but yeah, I knew that Paris Hilton was on the property. So I told everybody. <laughs> oh, um, of course. Oh, I, I, as far as anyone's concerned, I'm her best friend. We met, we hung out, <laughs> we're besties. How old were you at this stage? Oh, look, maybe like six. Yeah, wow. Oh, did, wow, okay. Did, were you cast as any extras whilst it was going? Did they need a six-year-old? No, we weren't really allowed near it. But oh. once you guys left, we used to, because we had a shed full of motorbikes and we would just jump on the motorbikes and go for a drive down, have a look at the set and have a play on it once everything was all done. Oh, so what? Once shooting was done for the day, you'd just be roaming around this little <laughs> tiny abandoned town. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, Dad said it was fine, so I didn't really ask any questions. But <laughs> do you know what? That's a movie in itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, like I wouldn't Kids be surprised if there just... was a monster lurking in that in that <laughs> town. Well, they used to leave sets there all the time, like just, and they would just leave them there. I jumped on the motorbike one afternoon. And I went for a ride and they had filmed a dinosaur movie. Can you imagine a seven-year-old going through, just like going for a little joy ride, <laughs> huge T-Rex, like to scale built. I shit myself. Sorry for my language. <laughs> I, I, I got back on my bike. I was like, there's dinosaurs in the backyard. They're going to get us. He's like, what are you talking about? He had, I had to go down there. We had to go and check it out. He had to show me that it was made of foam. It was a whole thing. Oh, so how many so movies sweet. would have been filmed on the, on your property growing up? Oh, Heaps. There was one, the Scooby-Doo movie was filmed there when they go to Spooky Island. So, yeah. So, I'm also best friends with Scooby-Doo. Um, <laughs> I also told everybody that. Um, but, yeah, they filmed the, the cave scene out of that movie. There was the House of Wax one that I remember. They also re- they built like a jungle, a George of the Jungle replica of the treehouse. That was my favourite. Whoa. Um, for George of the Jungle, because that was, they did that there? Is that what Brendan you're saying? Fraser. I don't, think, I don't think that, don't, don't quote me on that. I don't think they filmed that there, but they had like a replica of the treehouse. I was like, this is every kid's dream. Wow. Like, just, I know. We used to go and play on it. We used to make up our own stories, have a play, come home. It was great. Oh, well, that's oh, incredible. It certainly beats the old cubby in the backyard with the with the cobwebs <laughs> in there and a few well, you were just, red it's backs. Just you, Cubbies have got nothing on us. Oh, no. George of the Jungle 2 was built was filmed on the Gold Coast, so it would have been that. There you go. Um, But you just <laughs> saying jumping on a motorbike, you know, on a little dirt bike and going out, I, that's, I mean, uh, yeah, that's a different world to me even <laughs> as, a, as a young kid. So it must have been pretty awesome. I mean, iPads these days are pretty fun, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade it for anything. That was. I'm so lucky for the how like how we grew up and what we had, and that we could actually go and do that. Just go play on these movie sets, come home, go to bed. It was great. That's so good, oh, and I'm sure be friends with Paris Hilton. Mm. Oh, obviously. I actually messaged her about this. She said that's hot. <laughs> and the myth continues. Thank you so much, Kayla. We'll catch you later. Thanks. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. This is all day breakfast. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast.
Alex Tyson, when you were growing up, did you play that game where it was like, would you prefer x-ray vision or to be able to, you know, fly? Well, that's, that's the interesting thing because I remember like growing up, there's be like sketches. Some x-ray vision lets you like look through clothes. Other lets you look through and see skeletons, you know, I depending know, right? on which, which show you're on. It's very selective. Like, yeah, if you've got x-ray vision, you can really... You can choose what you get to see through, I guess, in some of those, in some of the powers. And we thought, oh, I wonder what will happen in the future. Well, <laughs> we're getting closer because some researchers we saw have, have from ANU have made some brand new night vision, not even goggles, glasses. They're so good that you, they're just sort of, you just pop them on your face and away you go. We wanted to find out a bit more, so we brought our very good friend Ray Johnson into the mix from Queens of the Drone Age here and beyond. Take it, Black. She's got too many podcasts to mention. G'day, Ray. Hey, how you doing? Oh, we're great. I mean, we we're both captivated by an image on your uh, Instagram that you posted just recently of a uh, very green-looking fox. Seemed like something that was snapped uh, in the dark of night, but, I mean, you could tell that the animal was crystal clear. Can you talk to us about this new night vision that that is uh, emerging from Australian National University. Yeah, this is super cool. When I read about this, I went, I need to tell as many people as possible <laughs> because this is, it's straight up going to change night vision forever. And I, I think to understand this, you need to know that you know, the traditional night vision that we know, those big heavy glasses and the super high-end, you know, that infrared imaging tech that they use in all the movies and in real life too, it needs cryogenic freezing to work. And it's super expensive to produce. The, the good stuff's like $40,000 minimum. For a pair of Ooh. night vision goggles, 40, 40G. Yeah, yeah. It's not something that we're going to walk around with on our heads anytime soon, but <laughs> this tech is actually super cheap to make. And what they've been able to do for the first time ever is they've been able to completely transform infrared light. Now, infrared light is normally entirely invisible to the human eye. We cannot see it. But this uses tiny little crystals, nanocrystals, puts them in a thin film, and it uses that infrared light so that we can see in the dark. It is wild, and I love it, and I want to put it on everything. Oh, my like, goodness. So, so, wait, this is just like a film because, I mean, I know what you're saying with those traditional goggles. They look like binoculars. They're huge. Yeah. They're strapped onto people's heads. They're always on army people. That's where I see them. <laughs> um, and and this is what, just like a like contact that you put over your school books. It's exactly like contact that you put on your school books, except, yeah, it's being made by scientists in a lab at ANU and we need to rush that lab to get a hold of this contact because I want it on my windows. Yeah. I want it on the windows <laughs> of my car. Imagine being able to drive at night, still being able to see everything that's outside. That would be incredible. There's so many applications for this. I'm thinking camping. You wake up in the middle of the night, you need to walk out to the bathrooms. Oh, yeah, you of course. Tap tapping all around you for a torch, but instead you just whack on these glasses and you walk out and um, it, it's fine. This is, and you can this walk is awesome. straight into all of the other, you know, wasted partiers at Splendor <laughs> or wherever, wherever you are. Have they got a name for them yet, Ray? They don't actually even have a name for this yet. It's not Ooh. even something that's close to being produced for the mass market, but it, it will be easy to produce Ooh. for the mass market because it's so cheap. So this is going to be 
everywhere pretty soon and sooner than most technologies I see that I go, that's cool and I want it. Right. In teleportation, I'm still tapping my toe. Oh, waiting for, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's going to need to hurry up on that one. But, Ray, you got to get us a meeting. we got to go collab, okay, because I reckon i got the name, okay, because when you're out and you're in it's a very bright day, you put on your sunnies, okay, when it's a very dark day, you put on your moonies. <gasps> I love sunnies it. for day, moonies for night. What do you reckon? Moonies. Look, I think Moonies might mean something else to different people. <laughs> yeah. So we might need to double check on that. I don't that. know if you want to see those <laughs> even at night, you know. It's uh what about what about um out of out of oh yo man, your glasses are out of night. Like out of sight? Out of no? Night. Okay. Um, like out of sight, out of night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't know about that. What about a pair of nightclubs? Nightclubs? No. Yeah, you know, like Ooh. first rule of nightclub. <laughs> you don't tell anyone about nightclubs. You know what? I think we're getting closer. I'd, I'd rock a pair of nightclubs. Noah's Dark. Um. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that's exciting. I mean, when you say cheap, though, Ray, are we talking? Do you do you not have any idea? Are they are they giving any indication? Are we talking? You know, a couple of hundred bucks for a pair. Are we talking? This film is going to cost. You know, you could whack them on your regular sunnies for five dollars. Do you know anything about that yet? don't know anything about the costs. I know okay. that, you know, it does cost a fair bit to run these tests and experiments, but if they're saying it's cheap, that's not normal for scientists to be like, <laughs> yeah. this is cheap. Yeah. They're normally like, look, we love this, but it's super expensive. Only rich people will be able to use it. We'll give it to the evil billionaires, but they're straight up saying, we can do this and we can do this soon and this will be affordable for normal people to just whack on their sunnies. Well, and we it, can all put them on at night and ambush the billionaires. Well, they say they, they steal their millions from they, their big home safes that they're swimming in at night. They say they're saying it, but it's very difficult to understand because I've looked up the um, infrared up conversion imaging in nonlinear metasurfaces research <laughs> article where they're actually telling everyone about it. I do not understand any of these sentences at all. Here, Ray. This is why I exist, Alex. Yeah. This is what I do. <laughs> what I the- read these articles and I go, how would normal people understand this? <laughs> uh, figure one, energy level scheme of SFG mediated by a second order nonlinear process. Here, W1 and W2 are the angular frequencies of the incident know, single W8 and pumped WP beams, whilst WSFG is the angular frequency of the nonlinear FG emissions. You need a pair of glasses with Ray Johnson over, oh, the, yeah. over the lenses. <laughs> so that you can understand what you're seeing, okay? Ray-Bans, if you oh, will, but it's already been taken. Okay. No, R-A-E, Ray-Bans. Ray Johnson, thank you very it. much for uh, letting us in on this brand new uh, scientific breakthrough. We look forward to putting on our Moonies or our um, Ray-Bans in the not-too-distant future. We'll go with Ray-Bans. Okay, yeah. forward to it. <laughs> we'll catch you later, See Ray. Bye. See you. I love wine and everything about it. What are you into wine? I love wine. Now, Matt, we've come to the part of the show on a Friday where we get to um, take a look back at a few of the topics we've covered, but we didn't have time to get your messages in. Feel free to send us a message at any point, no matter which podcast you're listening to, and we'll try and get to it at this time where we clean out the fridge. Matt O'Kine, what do we got to kick things off? Well, look, for starters, I just want to do another shout out to thank everyone for messaging in regarding our show last Friday. Uh, we did get so, so many messages um, and we are just, again, forever thankful for those. Mm. Um, so thank you for staying and keeping in touch with us uh, all through last week. It was really awesome to hear from you. On to 
some fun messages that came through uh, on the on the at Matt and Alex Instagram. Michelle Ray commenting on uh, Alex Dyson. You wearing a um, your year six jumper that we bought you for your birthday. Yeah, that was it. Still fit very nicely for for a jumper that's meant to be on a twelve year old. Not well, sure what that says about me. Michelle Ray says, I remember that cheeky face. I taught Alex art in year six. Oh, Lovely Mrs. Ray boy. got in touch. Yeah. Oh, hey, Mrs. Ray. Um, Brett got in touch. This is regard to Nugget Investments. Of course, we have made approximately $67 uh, <laughs> investing in um, chicken nuggets uh, the week before last. And we are looking to reinvest our earnings into something else. But uh, Brett says, I just saw this on Facebook Marketplace. And it's a $200 potato shaped like an Among Us character. <gasps> so An Among Us spud. Yeah, but I, I tell you what, you know how they've got the little bits on the spud, like the little dots are on the, like on the potato? Mm. It does look like and one of like, the, the purple ones, like a, like a purple Kifla or something. Yeah, it's, it is a purple potato and it's got little like, you know, dots around it. Like, mm. And it looks like hairs coming out of it. It looks like, it looks like balls. I'm not joking. It really looks like a scrotum. Like every time I've opened up the page, because they've sent the picture, every time I open it up, I'm like, ah, scrotum. them. And then I'm like, oh no, potato. Yeah. So $200. So thanks for your pictures. Well hung us, potato. Um, Shane uh, has messaged in saying, oi, rant dog, chill out, mate. You can't complain about pits in your calamata olives when you don't bloody pay for them anyway, you thieving crumb. That's right. I did say I accidentally walked out of a shop with That's calamatas right. one day. Look, hey, I went back and paid double. Thank you very much. Um, next time I bought some, some calamatas from there. So that was good. Nat messaged in uh, on the topic of what did you wait too long to get checked. That's after the, a New Zealand woman we spoke about earlier this week um, found a tiddlywink, a little plastic game up her nose um, after getting swabbed for a coronavirus test in, uh, in New Zealand. Nat says, uh, I shoved a bead up my left nostril. Couldn't get it out. I was so scared and waited a while before telling mum. Ended up having to get a taxi to Wollongong Hospital to get it removed. <laughs> oh, no. No. Um, but we've got another one on that topic. Loz has phoned in uh, to let us know what has been too long to get checked. G'day, Loz. Hello, hello. How are you going? So good. You got any big plans for the weekend? Um, probs not. Lockdown? <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> oh, no, you're in Frankston. You're fine. I want to say yes, but... Um... <laughs> Yeah. You know the rest of the, the rest of the country being in lockdown is like it's just it's a crime to have the freedom and not use it. You know, just go out. Look, I'm just I'm just one for solidarity. You're in lockdown. I'm in lockdown. Oh, thanks, Lars. You're a legend. So what 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 have you waited too long to get checked out? Well, this is like past tense, so it's you know been been handled now. But um, I like when I was a teenager, got like a cheeky little cavity in one of my teeth. I am. Um, it happens. I was, I was eating a lolly, bit bit it the wrong way, and just felt like a little bit just pop out. Um, and at the time, I was like, "Oh my god, you can't tell mum about this. She's <laughs> going to get so mad at you." So I just like, I originally thought that it was maybe like a three year period, but I think that it was actually longer than that. Oh. And yeah, so just left it to the point where I was getting like headaches. For like the majority majority of the day, <laughs> hyped myself up. I'm like, no, okay, you, like you have to talk to mum. Like, you you just can't live your life like this. So I said to mum, oh mum, um, I've got a real big um hole in my tooth, and I think I need to see the dentist. And she said, okay, well I'll book you an appointment. 
<laughs> and so I, so I then said to her, Mum, like this has been going on for like five years <laughs> and I've been so scared to tell you because I thought I'd get in trouble. And she turned around and she went, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> And yes, yes, she was she was correct. Uh, <laughs> I'm an idiot. And I went in and they were like, ooh. <laughs> so oh, they no. had to just like take the entire tooth out. But oh. luckily it's like a it's like a side tooth. Because you get a bit of a reputation in Frankston if it was a front tooth. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, oh yeah. wow. <laughs> well maybe that's just that's the thing. That's why you know, Frankston sometimes is the butt of jokes in the local area is because just because people are too scared to tell their parents about, about their hey, teeth flaws. You, you talk to a lot of dentists, they'll tell you you should be on Medicare so that people don't have those those yes. issues, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, anyway. real talk for a moment, real talk. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's no that's no good, Loz. And good on you for um, getting it fixed. And did the headaches just seem to go away after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't have a rotting tooth in your head, just whomping yeah, away just because, at the and, side and, of your face. And because before they could e- even take it out, I had to go on like a course of antibiotics oh. because there was like an abscess. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so I cooked, cooked it real good. And did you like, it's so funny because when you've got, when you have situations like that, you actually change the way you eat. You yeah. adapt the yeah. way yeah. that you chew. <laughs> yeah. So you just chewed on one side of your mouth for five years. Yeah, pretty much. Probably destroying all your teeth on that side as well, just like absolutely rotting them. Oh, well, good times. Oh, well, it's good on you for um, giving us a call. That was excellent. And we'll hopefully chat to you again soon about no worries. more fun things. Yes, yes. <laughs> Cheers. All right, thanks, boys. And thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast today and this week. It's been so fun and hanging out with you. We'll be back with a uh, another five of the best starting Monday, Matt O'Kine. Absolutely cannot wait. Enjoy your weekend for everyone who is in lockdown. Stay safe, look after yourself. We'll yep. see you soon. Sounds good. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.